I want to tell you that the bullpen could be the most exciting single component of this roster, of this spring training. But but there's just there's just too many wrenches that are floating around here. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way every weekday, bright and early. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Everything about the makeup of the bullpen speaks to ceiling. And you want that with a younger team. You want that with a team that's earlier in its evolution than most other teams in baseball. That's a generous way of me saying they're finally taking themselves seriously. And what you'd love to have within that, meaning that that span of evolution, is a bullpen that makes your manager look smart, that makes your games shorter, that's kind of a cheat code, to use the kiddie term. You can get away with a lot. You can get away with a lack of offense. You can get away with lousy starting pitching. You can get away with poor defense if you have a bullpen that can just carry you home. Give them a one-run lead and give them the ball. And you know what? To Ben Charrington's credit, he has pieced together enough bullpen guys with potential, and really he's done that at times over the last couple of years, even through the 100 losses, that I could look at this collection and say, you know, if this goes right, this guy's going to be a thing. If this goes right, that guy's going to be a thing. And now that there's a, a lefty in the mix and another guy that's throwing a 100 and somebody else who's coming from a different angle, you could have something that pieces together uh, intermixed roles, which is something that Derek Shelton loves, as well as dynamic stuff and even some length, provided you don't, you know, abuse that length, which is a lot of what happened with Will Crow. It might have happened to some extent with David Bednar, who's where I'll start, and it should be. He's he's the closer. I don't know if he's going to get that title this year. I don't know if Shelton's ever going to apply that to anyone. But I do know that coming off of a season in which he was he was used a lot, okay, I don't like to throw the word abuse around too easily when it comes to reliever usage. But Bednar threw a lot of pitches. Bednar logged a lot of innings early on. Bednar had the 50-pitch outing that we talk about a lot here out at Dodger Stadium. And Bednar, as the summer deepened, started to fall really into his first crisis as a major league player, getting hit around, uh, not even having his customary command, which was by far the most uh, striking thing to witness. And a lot of that was related, as it would turn out, to a back issue that uh, back issues are funny. You know, I'm not going to sit here and play anybody's doctor. But anyone who's ever had a back issue of any kind can attest to how it forces you to compensate in other ways. And when it comes to the delicate, precise art of pitching, you know, that's a little bit troublesome. So how Bednar fares from a health standpoint, how he fares from a command 
standpoint early in this spring, right off the bat, is going to be a vital indication as to how this pen is going to go. The rest of the group, it's you know, here it comes that word again. It's a lot of ceiling. You know, Yeri Delo Santos is someone who came up last season and almost immediately vaulted himself into a setup role. And I don't think anybody saw that coming, but he also had the stuff. He had the command, and my goodness, does this kid have poise. But then I've also heard that he's not even necessarily a lock to make the team out of this coming spring training. You have Colin Holderman, who came over from the Mets later in the season in a trade. This is someone who really broke through at age 27, pitched extremely well for New York, and he brought with him 97-mile-an-hour heat, devastating sinker, uh, other material, reasonably good command, six foot seven frame, and it just didn't really happen here. And then he got hurt here. So you don't know where he is, but you know where he's been. And there's ceiling involved. Robert Stevenson, Johan Ramirez kind of fall into that same category. There's they're sturdy bodied guys who can throw really hard. And can give your bullpen, if you add all these guys up together, including Bednar, some kind of identity. You know, a bunch of badasses who come in and just flamethrow. While also mixing in there, ideally, a healthy and hearty crow. Though nowhere near save situations, as we saw, unfortunately. Maybe an additional long guy in Vince Velasquez, although... It sure sounds like he's been promised at least a default season opening spot in the rotation. We'll see how that goes. Maybe it's between him and JT Brubaker. I don't know. have to figure that out once we're down there. Chase DeYoung's also in the long relief mix. He had a better 2022 than almost anyone seemed to notice. Harlan Garcia, new acquisition, is the lefty that I referenced. Uh, Not great in terms of his numbers, but reliable, which is a lot of what you want from that side. Also has the ability to get guys out who are right-handed, which is you know vital now with the new rules. And did you feel over the course of this segment how I just gradually tapered off? Yeah, because there's a lot there, but we just don't know it. So this is going to be, I think, one of those cases where you show up at Pirate City and All you hear about, and I can promise you this is going to happen, and just remember that I predicted this, is everyone's going to be buzzing about the bullpen. Oh, these arms, all these arms. I don't know how anybody's going to. They love, they love to gush over relievers. Not just the Pirates. All baseball teams do. They They want that presence to be there. They want that comfort level that comes with the stuff that I just mentioned earlier about shortened games and badasses and everything else. The potential is there. The reality remains to be seen. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street 
from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Diz, who says, DK, I'm hearing a buzzkill from you on Kutch. Come on, man. It's Kutch. If he bats like 250 this year with 15 to 20 homers and 50 ribbies, he would have been top three on the team last year. Uh, You know what? I'm actually not in a great position to argue with you on this. I'm just not. Because I have said stuff regarding Kutch on the field, off the field, in every capacity that's been kind of like, listen, everyone, manage your expectations. And honestly, Diz, that's not aimed at anyone like you because the the stats that you just cited, the projections, are realistic. My concern is with people who aren't going to be realistic and people who just remember Kutch the way he was the last time they paid attention to him, which would not have been in Philadelphia, which would not have been in San Francisco, which would not have been in New York, and which most definitely would not have been in Milwaukee. This is the cut they're going to get. And that's not a knock. That's not a uh, an attempt to kill anybody's buzz. I couldn't conceivably have made clearer my own enthusiasm and appreciation for Kutch being back. It is the right thing at the right time for the right reason. And part of that reason is baseball. I believe Kutch will still be able to contribute. I just have a worry that the first time he goes into some kind of slump, you're going to hear... Oh, they tried to get the band back together, or this was PR, or this was just a bad idea for a rebuilding team because it's blocking fill-in-the-blank name from Indianapolis who's having a great week in the International League. Do you see what I'm saying? That's that's actually my thing more than anything else. Kutch is Kutch, as you said, he's capable of knocking everybody's expectations right over a fence. He's done that before. He's done it in Pittsburgh. He's done it in the other places that he's been. And actually, hitting 17 home runs for the Brewers last season wasn't exactly all bad, even if Milwaukee's got a hitter-friendly stadium. But your point is fair, and I can see where I'd be getting perceived by you is trying to quell the the energy that's that's clearly clearly come from Kutch coming back uh, this this scene that happened at PNC Park a few days ago uh, in speaking with some of the fans who were there was like rock star-ish you know and again that's awesome that's awesome but understand that when you're going to see this rock star you're going to see this rock star in the later stages of his 
uh, recording career. Okay, you're going to hear him play some of the same old hits. They won't necessarily sound the way they did a few years ago. And I can carry this analogy right into the next episode. But you get the idea. I'm not here. I am not here to kill the buzz. I appreciate the question. I appreciate the challenge. I should say I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.